Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., two motivational speakers that are here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Join James and Ray and get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, Ray, man, I am excited about the show today, man. I am so excited about well, it. Well, it's beautiful. Glad to have you back in studio. Well, you know, man, I, I'm, I'm glad to be back, man. I, uh, I just got back in town uh, yesterday and, uh, you know, a long flight. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, when I talked to you yesterday, I was tired. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you have the constant, JC, let's go over the show. He's like, man, I'm tired. I need to go to sleep. I'm still on Dallas time. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, I tell you, Ray, we got a extraordinary show uh, today. Um, we got a, a, a couple of guys that I know extremely well. We got a... Uh, Chuck uh, Trenon, and we we also got Josh Goldsmith. Well, then we got uh, a duo set of uh, the Barquette family, and I tell you, man, it's 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 going to be extraordinary. Well, you know, I know about that family business. <laughs> Keep, <laughs> keeps it going on, and and I'm, I'm excited because we're talking about generational entrepreneurship, and uh, you know, for me growing up, my my, my family was my parents were, were were very young, so we never had this conversation. But I had some friends over over the house the, uh, this week past weekend, and uh, we were talking about you know, generational entrepreneurship, about generational leadership, and uh, how the conversation that we have with our kids now. And it's much different than what our parents had with us. So I think it's a very important show to, to discuss that and figure out how do we make our wealth and, and, and our understanding of business and everything else translate from one generation to the next. Well, you know, I think that's extremely important that, uh, you know, that knowledge is passed down and kept in the family. And I'm talking about the, the next generation is just as excited as the previous generation and taking over. And they always come up with different ideas to make the business better. Right. You know, so, uh, and I, that's what I'm excited about because uh, uh, with the Barquette family, uh, this are uh, three generations uh, that uh, we're going to talk about later on today. Uh, and Incredible. I just say three, three generations three. of knowledge and information. But I always talk about that too. When I tell you, oh, area, I tell everybody on the show, I say it every single week. I talk about how my grandfather inspired me. And he says, when you know better, all the crowd <laughs> knows, you do better. So, <laughs> oh, man. But, but you know, Ray, we did a show not too long ago where we were talking about uh, the lessons learned from our father, you know, with right. the legacies that, uh, uh, that we get from the, and the lessons that we learn from them. And uh, I was talking to a friend of mine and, the other day, and we was he was inspired about our show because he said ever since uh, we started the show, he'd been an avid listener, and uh, he follow us, and he, I mean, he knows, and he sometimes called me and give me some feedback. Uh, but uh, he mentioned something about a, a friend of his, and uh, as you know, I I'm a Notre Dame guy, you know, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> <No> Irish, <laughs> and uh, you know, he was he was telling me um, about. Um, this uh, this lesson that um, not that uh, not just him but a lot of people in the generations learn from this guy, and actually I think we got uh, this guy on the phone. I want him to kind of explain it to us a little bit. Hey, yeah. welcome to the show, Chuck. Thanks, Ray. Chuck, Chuck James. Thanks, Ray. Chuck, Chuck. That's 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 a great name. My middle name is Charles. You know, I'm named after Ray Charles. <laughs> and my my grandmother my grandmother thought we were gonna be singers. <laughs> but yeah, it went a little different. Now you're singing on the radio. Now you're singing on the radio. Exactly. <laughs> hey Chuck, uh, I was uh, telling Ray about uh, your friend uh, Bob uh, and uh, his wife. I think her name is Kathy. And uh, the saying that you talked to me about the other day just inspired me. Can 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 we talk about that a little bit? Yes, um, as you have mentioned that uh, since this whole. COVID thing, and since you guys have been on, I've been listening to your show a lot, either the live, radio, or tape shows, and uh, uh, your Father's Day show inspired me because you were talking about personal legacy and passing forward wisdom as fathers to their children and grandchildren. And I heard a story this past week. I ran into a, a longtime friend of ours I hadn't seen in two-plus years, Kathy Jabro. And uh, she was telling me the story about her husband, Bob. And uh, Bob 
passionately and graciously served people. He was a, a reverend. He was a husband, a father, grandfather, funeral director, and a storyteller. And uh, he's just a friend to all. And in acknowledgement and honor of his friendship with the McCosker family and Bob's devotion and love, as you talked about just a bit ago, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, Bob has a memorial tree planted in the garden on the main campus at Notre Dame, entering towards the Basilica Church with the Golden Dome landmark in the background. And that was that gives you the visual backdrop, but Kathy told me in honor of Bob, she went back, picked out this beautiful site, and she decided to inscribe these words on the memorial plaque to to the world he was one person, but to many he was the world. Wow. And that's, that's that reminded me of you guys what you guys were talking about last week. Oh man, that 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 is that is exceptional. You know, I I grew up watching uh you know Notre Dame football and uh, I wanted to uh, Rocket Ismail was was one of my one of my favorite players. Yeah. I wanted I wanted to be like him. And then when I saw the movie Rudy, I, I cried like a baby. And it just <laughs> they, when you said that, it just kind of brought back you know some some great memories for me. But I, I love the quote. And when we're thinking and thinking about you know how we inspire others and how we uh, make an effect on people, we don't know the reach that we have until we actually get to a place where where we see see the bigger picture. And you know, yes. and I, I appreciate you for supporting the show and being on, and I'm glad that you know we can uh, be of inspiration to you, and that it means something to you. And uh, we thank you so much. Uh, so, I got I got a, a question about uh, you know, how you said the show has, has inspired you, and that's kind of the main thing that JC and I have been trying to trying to do because somebody's inspired us. But what was it? I mean, what was it about last week's show that, that kind of gave you the uh, you know, uh, additional inspiration to to want to give us that gem? Well, you know, it's I, I'll leave some of the genius to uh, to James because I was just telling the story and he his eyes lit up and he got excited. He says that that's 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 the message Ray and I've been trying been focusing on to get across during this whole show. You know, it's um, being the best that you can be. Uh, living out your vision, your personal legacy. And the best way of doing that is to kind of, um, you know, listening to the advice and the direction that your guests are giving to kind of uh, bounce that off of each other, our families. And, you know, you think about this, although each of us are just one person in the world, uh, can we, like, will we do our part in the time we are given to positively touch the lives of many? And I think you guys, through the show, given all of us an opportunity to just do that. You're taking individual lives and individual stories and touching us and moving us to inspiration and motivation that we can move forward in our own lives. Well, you know, Chuck, we really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing this with us. As our, I mean, our listening audience, I know uh, they're motivated with that quote, too. The world, he was one, but... To many, he was the world. I mean, I, I, that's that's not a. I don't. I cannot think of a bigger uh, way to honor somebody uh, than with a statement like that. Yeah, and that that, that reminded me of one of one of my favorite quotes. That, so many people may not know that uh, I, I love reading old philosophy, Aristotle, Plato, um, and one of my quotes from my favorite quotes from the Dalai Lama was, uh, "Just as the ripples spread out when a single pebble is dropped into the water, the actions of individuals can have far-reaching effects." All righty. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a diverse, I'm a, I'm a spiritual thinker. You know, so, you know, when we talk about that, JC, like it's basically, you know, the actions, your your small actions, you don't know the effect it's going to have on it, and sometimes that little small thing that you do ripples out to way bigger than you think. And so, yeah, we we really appreciate it, Chuck. So, thank you so much. Wow, you know, I tell you, and and you're absolutely right, Ray, that. Um, uh, you never know who's watching you and who's uh, observing and who just the little things that we do that um, we can inspire someone. Right, right. And, and, and 
nowadays, especially because we have such a far-reaching exposure from you know from Facebook, from Instagram, for uh, just the, just media in general, that every single word that you say or every single action you do is being recorded, uh, you know, whether good or bad, and and it, and it will have far-reaching um, you know output. But you know, the thing is to make sure that you're that you're consistent in who you are. And if you're consistent in who you are and you give back and everything that you do is from a genuine place, I think people will understand. Even if you make a mistake every now and then, they'll understand and they'll take it for the actions of you, not by just your words. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I, I, just like I always talk, Ray, you know, and, uh, that uh, if we talk the talk, we have to walk the walk. Right. So you have to walk the walk if you talk the talk because uh, you lead by example. And the things that we do is is uh, all inspirational, and you know we we want to educate, and we want to make sure that um, we inspire our future leaders of tomorrow. But Ray, what we're gonna have to do? We're gonna take a station break, oh, man. <laughs> and we and, time goes fast. And we're gonna we're gonna come back and and Chuck, right, thanks so much. Uh, you can stick around if you want to, but we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk to Joshua Goldsmith. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Joshua Goldsmith is a registered representative and securities and investments, products and services offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. The information presented on the show is solely for informational purposes and is not to be construed as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy any financial product or service method. The opinions expressed are those of Joshua Goldsmith and Goldsmith Financial and are subject to change based on markets and other conditions. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, Ray, our next guest, man. I've been knowing this guy for about five years now. And um, you remember we had a a guest on the show a couple of weeks ago that went to MIT. Yes. Uh, uh, That that, uh, person is his daughter. Wow! Wow! <laughs> and you see, yeah. we got smart family just oh, coming on. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, beautiful and, thing. <laughs> and this is a, a an absolutely extraordinary guy. I mean, I mean, cares about people. I mean, and you know, doing a lot of great things um, in the financial world. Um, and let me tell you a little bit about him. His name is Joshua Goldsmith, and he's the CEO and president of Goldsmith Financial Services. Uh, what he said is, "Call me old-fashioned or even Midwestern." <laughs> he grew up in uh, Michigan, and you know, a handshake oh, was what, what meant a lot. See, he he know I, he know I went to college in Ohio, so there's a problem already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the one of the problems I had with this guy, he's an avid Boston Celtics fan. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh man, you know. But uh, this guy does a lot of great things, and he's going to educate us today on. Uh, some of the things that uh, we need to learn and know about financial services. So without any further ado, let's bring on Joshua Goldsmith. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, I was uh, listening to, uh, obviously, what you guys were talking about and uh, kind of uh, preparing for legacy planning um, kind of reminded me of uh, the quote by Ben Franklin, that by failing to prepare, you're preparing to fail. Mm. Uh, so one of the things that I do, and I think the reason you have me on the show, is, is, is I help people to prepare uh, as a financial planner, as a financial consultant, as a friend. Uh, I help people to pass on their legacy to the next generation uh, with, through estate planning insurance services that I offer, life insurance, uh, just in case uh, the unthinkable happens, um, things like that. So there's a, 
don't know if you guys remember Philip Seymour Hoffman, yes. uh, famous actor who was in uh, Boogie Nights and uh, um, a lot of those, uh, um, a lot of shows, a lot of movies actually. Um, he he actually met an un- untimely death, uh, but he failed to prepare. Uh, he made a will with the CPA. His estate was about thirty north of thirty five million, and he did not have a trust prepared. Uh, so he, and he, everything ended up transferring through a probate process, which, uh, the, the, which is a state taxable process, uh, to his wife, his mother of his children. And, um, he didn't, he didn't prepare. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't have that wherewithal before he passed. Now he passed. Yes, he passed. He was young. However, things happen. Um, so in staying with kind of the light of the show, uh, that's guys just wanted to bring that up. Uh, is one of the services when you meet with a financial consultant, he, you know, he should not only be talking about investments. He should, he should be talking about legacy planning. Uh, what, what's, what's, what comes next? Right. Right. And, and Joshua, so I mean, it, it, I, I, I was in the financial services business for, for a while myself, you know, I went with, uh, with Merrill Lynch. And so, um, I got to learn the the background of uh, the financial service businesses, and it, it it gave me a whole different perspective because we didn't have that conversation when I was growing up when I was younger uh, with my family. And so, uh, the best thing that I did was I actually read uh, "Rich Dad Poor Dad," um, so that was one of my one of my college readings <laughs> that I did. And so, um, I had never thought about or, or really even known about the financial planning business. Um, so tell me how you got into the business and, and explain to our audience, because I mean, maybe some people out there don't know, actually know what financial planners do. So can you uh, tell us what a financial planner does and how it actually got your interest to get into the business? Sure, absolutely. I actually, number one, I have a leather couch in my office for many years, Ray, and that's, uh, that's you know, so do psychologists, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talk me off the list. There might be tear shed going on. You know? <laughs> but uh no, the uh basically what a, it's it's a big question. Uh a financial planner uh consultant is different to everyone. So so when you have them, they mean something different to each individual. So I'm something different to each of my clients. Um I, at the very root of it, I am an expert in matching people up with products that are appropriate for not only their risk tolerance but their lifestyle. Uh, they have a goal. They, you know, they're, they're, they're a young family just starting off. Uh, they want they they just had a, uh, a newborn, and um, you know they're making maybe bringing in about one hundred and fifty thousand uh, per year. Uh, what, what are most, what's most appropriate for them? You know, and they're in their early thirties. Um, how do they know what to, where to, where to focus their money? You know, um, so I, I know I'm kind of getting away, I'm trying to, trying to paint a picture on the types of, of things that I would recommend. So, and what I do is, is I, I would match them up. If college savings is important to them, they don't want their child to leave college with a bill. Uh, we can start putting away for that start saving for their own retirement. Um, being a, being a millionaire, right? It, it's a choice. Uh, it, it's, it's not some kind of magical, uh, you know, wish upon a star deal. Uh, but when you're young, you know, you don't need to make, you don't need to be aggressive and, and buy the, the, the penny stocks and the most risk, uh, investments to, to end up having money because you, you, you if you can get between eight and 12% a year, your money's going to double every seven years. See, that, that's that's one of the things that you just you just rung a bell in my head. So, um, you talk about your money doubling. Uh, I don't think a lot of people understand the compound interest uh, effect. And then when you have that conversation, um, a lot of my clients early on was were, were you know young people that didn't have that much money, and they said, you know, I I can never get to a certain point because I don't have that much money. Can you explain? Uh, no, the fact about compounds, compound interest and how investing, you don't need to have a lot of money to start. No, a hundred bucks a month. Um, if you were to put a hundred dollars away, uh, okay. So the, the IRA contributions, a lot of people, 
don't know what an IRA is. I don't, I don't know where to start with that. However, it's a retirement account. It's called an individual retirement account. I'll just define it very briefly here. Uh, there's two kinds. There's Roth IRAs and there's traditional IRAs. Both of them have a $6,000 limit you could put in. Now, if the IRS is limiting you to put money into an account, you know there's some kind of benefit to it. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, John. Uh, so... Well, I, I was just gonna. Um, I was just gonna say, you, 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 if you, if you're 30 years old and you fully fund that IRA, uh, at at uh, six thousand dollars a year for 30 years. By the time you're 60, you're gonna have over. If you can get a 10 percent return, you're gonna have over three million dollars in that account. Okay, that, that that's just simple numbers. It's 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 not some kind of wish upon a star Disneyland. Let's take me to Disneyland, meet Goofy sort of deal. <laughs> right. Hey, Josh, you you, you mentioned risk a, a minute ago. Okay, so how has the recent market volatility changed the way that you do business, or have it changed the way that you do business? So that's a great question. The markets have been extremely volatile, as everybody has known. Uh, it hasn't changed the way that I do business. There's three tenants that I build my business on by quality investment. Number one, you know, what type of investment are we buying here? Are we buying, uh, you know, uh, for example, an app, a share of Apple versus a share of, uh, you know, some new company that, that, uh, you know, has a 50, 50 chance of filing bankruptcy in the last next three years. Are we, you know, by quality diversify the account. We're not going to put everything into that Apple. Are we? No, we're going to, we're going to buy uh, different asset classes, bonds, mutual funds, stocks, unit investment trusts. Um, there are structured products. There are CDs. Um, this is why my position exists. A lot of people don't know where to put their money. Uh, buy quality, diversify, and you buy and hold. The buy and hold philosophy, a lot of people have talked about, they talked about, oh, it was dead back in 2007, 2008, during that recession. It is not dead. The, the markets have functioning are textbook. The market volatility is textbook to what the markets do. If, if we hadn't had a bear, in fact, I was relieved when the market dropped. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of other people were, were freaking out. No, this is, it, 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 we were in a bubble. The markets form bubbles every seven to 11 years, and it's got to pop. It's got to, it, there has to be a, a bear market. There has to be, it, it, just like your, your show says, that, you know, the, the world revolves in cycles. The markets revolve in cycles. And we're just going through another cycle. And the, the precipitous of this happens to be the condition, the COVID. Uh, I call it the condition, the COVID-19. Uh, that, that, that happens to be what, what the, the excuse of running down the market. Okay. So that, that, that's, you know, um, Warren Buffett uh, said that the, the foremost dangerous words in investing are this time it's different. And this time it is not different, folks. This time it is, it is a different precipitous, a different reason that they call for the market to decline. But the fundamentals of investment strategy have not changed. So therefore, JC, my, my recommendations and my tenets of investing has not changed. It's, it's funny you talk about the cycles, Josh. Uh, here's a cycle of when you were coming into the business in, in 2007, and I was headed out of that because uh, I was doing a lot of the mortgage-backed securities, and, and, and you know what mm-hmm. happened during that time. But, yes, you talk about the cycles. There is cycles, you know, the, the, the uh, 1980 um the cycle have hit there. Then we had the, you know, the mm-hmm. 2008. So it happens it's almost almost like every 10 to 12 years. It seems like a cycle's kind of readjust itself. Um, but I had interesting story. We're talking about gener- generational entrepreneurship. I, I, I asked my kids for Christmas. I said, uh, I'm giving you all $200 each, and uh, you can choose what to do with it. I said, I'm going to show you how to invest into the market. Uh, if you want to, but only one of my kids, one of my four, just chose to invest in the market. Now he has a fivefold return so far, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, let teach me more about that." So I'm, I'm glad to have you on. We have a long, we need to have a longer discussion too. But you know, I tell you what, Ray, we're gonna have to take a station break. We're gonna come back and we we're gonna talk to Josh a little bit more. All right, what well, time to pay some bills? Uh, it's your life. I'm James Coley, <laughs> and this is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. 
Build a better business today with Launch Team Consulting. Launch Team Consulting provides human resources, change management, and ethics training for businesses and organizations looking to create a culture of excellence. Launch Team Consulting is here to increase revenues, productivity, and teach you how to launch your business to new heights. With over 90 years of combined experience, the staff at Launch Team Consulting can help improve business performance and strategy. Visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com to learn how we strive to help business owners develop a solid foundation and solid building blocks of leadership so that they can flourish. Launch Team Consulting also offers executive coaching too to help business leaders achieve professional goals. Contact Launch Team Consulting at 619-940-6362. That's 619-940-6362. Or visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com. That's LaunchTeamConsulting.com. Putting you on the path to success with Launch Team Consulting. It's Your Life is Back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Hey, uh, Joshua, I, I just want to follow up on what we were talking about just before we left and um, went to a break. Um, but what, what do you think yeah. about what I what I was telling you about my, you know the option I gave my kids? Do you, is that a good place to start a conversation? Well, I, I, I personally would like to know what what he invested in. Oh, get for a full. <laughs> what, what was the uh, the stock? Yeah, yeah. So I I told him that the things that <laughs> things that he liked, um, you know that that's what he had interest in, and so one of the, one of us was an airline stock uh, that went down pretty substantially, and you know he we we bought some some shares at a, at a small price point, and uh, and then mm-hmm. uh, a car company that that's kind of roared back a little bit, but we got it pretty pretty cheap. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. those, those were two of the things that he was focused on. He liked, like, cause he knows dad flies a lot and he likes to look at fancy cars. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I guess he, yeah, no, he read up what he liked. Uh, there's, there's, uh, there's one of the things that I definitely promote is to, to own, buy what you own. Uh, and, and here's, here's a, uh, for example, if, if you're on Facebook a hundred times a day, um, why not buy the stock? You know, let's look into the stock. Let's see, you know, you're using it. If you're using it, well, guess what? They have over 5 billion users worldwide that log in uh, on a monthly basis. It's not daily. I think it was three and a half billion daily uh, last I checked. Uh, imagine that the, the, the advertising potential uh, for, for Facebook, uh, you know, everybody's using it. Uh, they also own Instagram. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm not here to to, to promote a specific investment uh, uh, investments. What what I'm here is is uh, if he it, he has a long term time horizon. How old is your son, Ray? Uh, Thirteen. Okay, so he's, he has a he's, he was the same age I was when when my uncle uh, gifted me ten shares of the Boston Celtics. Uh, got a hundred percent return in that by the time I was twenty. Uh, so it took seven years to double. So it was a 10, 10% average annual return that, that I got on that investment. Wow. And that, that, that's all you need. That, that, that sort of investment is really all you need because look, the invest, the stock market was not a place. It was never intended for a place to, for people to gamble. It was invented so that people could offset inflation. And that's the purpose of owning equities, owning stocks, you know, uh, inflation's coming. You know, the the the, the price of a, a gallon of milk is is more than it was last year, uh, and it's going to keep rising. But the, the the price of college is 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 one of the highest inflation inflationary uh, price tags there is. You know, it's it's about it goes up to about fifteen percent a year. And I should know. You know, my daughter goes going to MIT. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, well, Josh, thank you so much for, for sharing your knowledge. Um, uh, we're going to bring in our, our, our next guest. Uh, can, can you give, give the audience where they can find you? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I, I was just, uh, you can find me at uh, www.goldsmithfinancial.net. Uh, I'm also on Facebook under the same uh, name, Goldsmith Financial. Thank you so much for having me. Perfect. And we'll put you on social media so everybody gets to find you as well. So. Hey, thanks so much, Josh. Uh, thank you you so know, thanks much. so much. Thanks, uh, thanks for educating uh, our listening audience. Uh, but uh, I want to bring uh, our next guest on. I, I did say guest. <laughs> you know, uh, this is, uh, you know, this is 
just like the title of our show today is Generation Entrepreneurship. And so we got the Barkett's families uh, here today to educate us and also tell us about the legacy on the three generations and how uh, things got started and, you know, and exactly what they're doing right now. So uh, I'm going to end it. I'm going to read uh, Anthony Bio Ray, and if you can read uh, a Williams Bio, that would be uh, great. Anthony, who's in studio with us right now. Uh, thanks for having <laughs> yeah. me. Hey, thank you. Anthony oversees the day-to-day operations, project negotiations, and strategic oversight. Anthony managed and resource managed all resources, all opportunities in the agriculture, real estate, and the renewable energy. Prior to joining uh, Silverado. Uh, which he is determined right now. Uh, Mr. Barkley was an associate at Colony Capital Incorporation, which is part of the New York Stock Exchange, a leading global real estate and investment uh, management firm. You know, Anthony's experience allows him to understand and manage diverse global real estate portfolios, including residential, commercial, industrial, and social uh, infrastructure. Anthony holds a Bachelor's of Art in Business Administration from the University of California, USC, <laughs> and is active in a variety of philanthropies, endeavors, and focus on education and children, focusing on making sure our next generation is prepared for tomorrow. And, and talking about generations, I, I get the opportunity and the pleasure to, to introduce Mr. William Barkett, uh, Anthony's father. Um, and uh, Mr. Mr. Barkett is the chairman emeritus of the Silverado Company. Uh, you know, he has insight and expertise in real estate, energy, and agriculture. Uh, he is engaged, engaged in substantial commercial and real estate ventures, including partnerships with both domestic and international equity investors. Um, when you talk about a, a, a man like this, he has managed projects with an aggregate value of more than $3 billion. Um, Bill is a graduate of Santa Clara University with a bachelor's degree and a bachelor of science degree. He also earned his Juris Doctorate from Pepperdine School of Law. My daughter went to Pepperdine, so <laughs> I, I, I know this is a very smart, smart man. So, <laughs> in a beautiful campus, and you get to walk up all those hills, and, and there, no one, no one should be out of shape. Going there. <laughs> well, welcome you, uh, welcome both of you, and thank you for being on the show. Welcome to the show. <laughs> How you doing, uh, um, Mr. Wim and uh, Anthony? Welcome to the show. Thanks Thank for, you very much. Oh, yeah. Hey, Anthony, and let's start with you. Can you tell us about the uh, Silverado Company and what you guys do? Yeah, well, first I want to say I'm, I went to USC, so I know you hit had a little hiccup when you had to read that. Yeah, he said, fight on, (laughs) fight on. (laughs) Talking about Notre Dame. (laughs) But, uh, um, yeah, so Silverado, we operate as a family investment office, and we focus on investments in real estate development, renewable energy, and agriculture. So uh, we partner with cities and municipalities to do public infrastructure projects, and then we also do renewable energy such as wind and solar. And historically, we've been in agriculture in the Central Valley in almonds, walnuts, and wine grapes. Wow, fantastic. It's a lot. It's, <laughs> it's sort of a mouthful, but it, <laughs> it keeps it exciting. So I, I want to ask you both because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to build this for, for my family and my, uh, my kids. And uh, I didn't want to carry on my, my father's business of boxing because I didn't like getting hit in the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my kids like that either. But when you're talking about building for for the next generation, how do you how do you start the conversation and how do you lead, uh, Mr. Uh, William? How do you how did you lead your your sons in to get get them in, involved and and how has it changed since you saw the initial business start for you, Anthony? Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a tough question. I. Um I think it starts when you start raising your children. You know, my father was an immigrant from Lebanon, so we had that, what I call that immigrant mentality that he put into us. All of my cousins, you know, we could only be around our cousins. We were always a big family together. And as we left and had our children, we tried to, we had done well, you know, economically, but we didn't want we didn't want them to be too soft, if that's the right word for right. you. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I completely understand. So we tried to push them out there. I mean, we, they had a, 
you know, a good life, but we wanted them to be out there and take risks, learn how to fall, and pick themselves up instead of us. There's so many parents out there that, you know, these helicopter parents that are getting in there and getting their kids' classes and doing this, and we try to get our kids to learn how to do that on their own from a young age. So that's how we started. And then we, as our kids grew up, we let them do what they were the most passionate on. We have three children. Anthony has an older brother and sister. Uh, his brother is a sports agent. He's been in that business. He started it on his own for eight years, and he's doing well. And then my daughter is an attorney. She works for the Department of Justice in, in New York. So neither one of them had any interest in joining the family business. <laughs> oh, I know so what you mean. Anthony didn't have any competition. But, <laughs> okay, it works. But Anthony always loved business and finance, and as you said in your introduction, that's what he ended up doing in Colony Capital. I just want to add one other thing when you were talking about your daughter at Pepperdine. You know, just imagine my father, an immigrant, he's seen everything in his whole life. So my first semester of law school, he comes up there, and he goes, how do you study in this place? It looks like a country club to me. <laughs> You, you better you, get good grades. You, you, bottom line, you're absolutely, absolutely correct. My my daughter was, was the second person in our family to go to college. I was the first, and she got an academic scholarship. And when we when we got her into her dorm, I said she was looking over the ocean, and I like, you know what, your, your view is better than mine. Like, this is yeah. insane. I know it, it was beautiful campus, that's for sure. So anyway, that's how I think we tried to pass it on, but it just doesn't happen. One step, at, you know, it does one step at a time, and sometimes it's too late. You know, when the kids grow up, if if you haven't set those goals in them from the beginning, it's hard to change them as they get older. Perfect. Anthony, you want to respond? Yeah, well, I think it's never too early to have conversations, and that's why someone like Joshua was so important to have in a family business as well. Right. Um, you know, I came into our family business because – my father had some health issues and you never think that's going to happen to your family and it's never too early to start planning. Perfect. So, Perfect. Um, now, yeah. I, I don't want to cut you off right there. No, so we, we, we can continue that, but we have a, uh... <laughs> yeah, you know what? We're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Anthony and Bill. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, Ray, we are getting uh, a lesson here, man. You know, on entrepreneur, you know, uh, generational entrepreneur leadership. Yeah, and it's beautiful. And before before we went to to break last uh, last break, Anthony was kind of ex- explaining his experience uh, of, of taking over the business. Um, so so when you want to, want to continue on, uh, know what you're doing right now? Uh, sure, absolutely. Um, you know, when I jumped into the family business, it was due to a health concern. So I always wanted to be in the family business. I just didn't think it would be become that early. So um, you know, for people who are listening out there. It's sometimes you just have to rise to the occasion. 
but um, having a clear transition with your father and grandfather and that support system is extremely important. So wow. You, you, this, this is a, a third-generation family business, right? I mean, and, that, and that's, that's insane when you think about it because, you know, <laughs> it's, it's about 13% of the third-generation third businesses that succeed. So, uh, William, I, I want to ask you, how, how have you guys, you know, changed that kind of trajectory to make sure that you guys are still successful? Well, I uh, thank you for, for saying that, but I think, um, you know, it's, you know, I know 13% have, have, I mean, I know that's what the statistics are, but it's hard to judge it unless you know, you know, the family and, and how does it work. And the way we try to do it is when my father was a doctor and, uh, you know, we say it, you know, that that was his ticket out of the ghetto. I mean, they were immigrants, and they all lived in one house together. Education, we looked at it, was was his freedom. That, that was going to be his transition. And we focused on education. So when I was a young man, I wanted to be a doctor like my father. My father got involved in business and agriculture and real estate, and I wanted to be just like him. I went to the same college as him and and uh, then when I got to school I started selling sandwiches to the kids on campus and then I bought a house and then I started thinking well by the time I become a doctor I'm going to be in my mid-30s maybe I should just start a business now and see how it goes but when you come from an immigrant family especially a Lebanese family you've got two choices you're either a doctor or a lawyer so I went to law school just in case as an insurance policy. <laughs> I couldn't make it as a businessman. And that's still a question whether I, whether I can make it or not, I'll be honest with you. But so, so I, that's what I did. And, uh, you know, then my father encouraged us as, as they, they were looking for other big projects. I moved to San Diego because I wanted, he encouraged us as I encouraged my son to try to get your own confidence because no matter what you do in your life, everybody's going to say you did it because of whose son you were instead of what you can do on your own. Right, right. And I said no matter what you do, you've got to look in the mirror and say, are those people right or not? And by getting out there on your own. So I moved to San Diego and started working on projects. My father gave me the... He gave me the rope to go out and do it, and and uh, and that's what I did, and uh, so that's what we're trying to do with our own kids to answer your question about the thirteen percent and the transition and and all that. So I hope we make, I hope we're not part of the third. I hope we are part of the thirteen percent that made it, but I believe we have a strong foundation, and uh, and uh, I look forward to the future together with Anthony doing things. So speaking of that. Anthony, uh, you are at, are at the helm right now. What are you doing the same, and what are you doing different than your father and your grandfather? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I always knew I wanted to come work in the family business when I was younger. And my dad joked with me. He said, go screw up someone else's company before you <laughs> screw up ours. I love it. So, I love it. <laughs> I thought uh, I would best be utilized if I went to a large company, which I did. And it was 500 people, 14 different offices around the world. And to go get experience at a large company and then come back to your family business on a smaller scale, it's really important to take those um, ideas that they use, how they look at projects, investments, and bring them back into your own business. So... Uh, I'm, my father started off in his family business right after, so it was nice to go get that experience. I would say one thing that I definitely keep similar is, and it's hard to do now, in-person meetings. Mm. Uh, you can always judge someone by, and their body language by having a meeting with them. Um, we all live in the Zoom meeting type <laughs> yes. world today, so we're getting accustomed to it, but nothing beats in-person. Excellent. Excellent. And I, I definitely I definitely feel you because I, I had to cut my teeth when I first graduated from, from college and, and I became a sports agent. And uh, 
blessings to your brother. I know that business very well, and it's it's not an easy Stop. business. Stop. It, it's 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 not Jerry Maguire. So people just please understand that there's a lot more to it than that. Um, but when you talk about you know, when you get to business, now my current business, my consulting company, is, is, is a passion business to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know I was going to love it to do it, but uh, I, I really want one of my kids at least to, to come in and take over the business once we're we're done and we want to retire. But um, I know it's going to be a hard challenge for me to do, to do that, just, just let over the reins when it's something that's your passion project. So well, how has that happened over the years for, for, for Bill, for you and Anthony, to, to be able to let go from your, from your father, with Bill, and yeah. now, as, as as a father to Anthony, how is it for to let go and say, "Here, take over the reins"? I mean, you know, just like you're saying, it's 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 difficult. And uh, I know from my father to me, you know, somebody who was a self-made man, who's experienced so much in life, it's it's difficult for somebody to tell him, with all his experience, that there might be a different opinion because he judges based on experience and, on top of that, being a doctor. So he had a lot of observations of people and how things worked and not. Uh, So it was hard for him to let go, but I think by me moving to San Diego and not having to live at home, it allowed me, as I said, that rope to, to try to do things on my own and gain my own confidence. And little by little, he gained confidence. So... He knew as time went on that I could handle it. He was still involved, and every day till the day he died, I'd call him. He'd want to know what was happening in every little thing. But he didn't like the day-to-day grind and all the litigation in the world now. And, you know, all the he didn't like, and I don't blame him. I don't like it either. But it's, it's a fact of life. But, so that's how he, he did it. Now, with Anthony and I, we had a slightly different thing because I got sick. And Anthony had to, you know, cut his career short in the corporate world and start learning uh, the business uh, as fast as he could. And uh, so it was a little different. But thankfully, he had that uh, experience in the corporate world because he brings a lot of uh, more sophistication than I think we had. Because, you know, as a family business, you you decide and you do things. You know, he brought in all the analysis and what do you think and, and, well, why are you doing it this way instead of that way and can't you start using a computer? I mean, what's the matter with you? And, <laughs> you know, so... Uh, come into this so, century, Dad. <laughs> yeah, come into the... And, and so, so that's how it happened and I think I gave up the reins a lot easier than my father did. I'm one generation removed from from, you know, getting here, so to speak, so... I don't know what Anthony has to say about that, but I—I I mean, for starters, I think it's uh, really easy to be a backseat driver, <laughs> and um, exactly. I'm pretty good at it. But uh, no, having someone who's in meetings and saying my son has full control over the decision-making process has been really important for our business. That's great. Hey, I, I want to ask this question. I understand that your family is heavily involved in a number of philanthropy organizations. Is this a priority, and when did it start? Yeah, I so, mean, uh, I'll start with that. Yeah, go ahead, Doug. So, so it, it started even with my grandfather, which would have been the fourth generation. So my grandfather came over to this country. My dad was a little boy. They came from a little village in Lebanon. So my grandfather had a grocery store, but he knew when he lived there that there was no consistency to the water in his village. So he used to send money back to that village and they developed a whole system to allow that for them to have water all year long. So it started all that time ago. And then as my dad became a doctor, as we told you, became more successful, he was not only able to help people by treating them for free, but you know, he became successful and he had contacts and he helped people with their businesses and their schools and and through politics he was able to do it and we grew up with that i mean literally every night somebody was at our house asking my dad for a favor and never failed so we grew up with that and we put we do that in our family i mean we've been involved in 
education, which is the biggest thing for us, because we know that changed our life, and we know that can change any life as long as you put the work into it. Religion, you know, we give a lot to that. The arts, we've been involved in that over the years. And uh, we were involved in medical, both medical research and helping the hospitals. I mean, my wife's on the board of Rady Hospital, and she's been on the board there for probably 20 years. So we continue doing that, and our kids grew up with that. With that. Anthony can tell you what, what he's interested in, but the key is to find things that you feel good about and support them. Well, wow. Bill, Bill, thank you, know, you so much. For it's a, you know, uh, this, is, this has been so fantastic. And uh, Bill, Anthony, Josh, Chuck, we want to thank you guys so much uh, for uh, coming to the show. Can, can we, uh, can we give, give Anthony and Bill the, the, the opportunity to say where they can find more information out? Uh, yeah, ab- about- absolutely. You can go on our website. It's www.silveradocompany.com, and you can contact us through there. And we're happy to talk, speak with anyone. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic, uh, you know. And uh, I tell you, uh, Ray, uh, it's coming to an end. But we want to tell people that um, uh, this is fate. You can you can watch our show or listen to our show on several different me- mechanisms: uh, AM six sixty, The Answer, uh, out of Dallas. Uh, also, where we at right now? AM eleven seventy. The Answer, out of San Diego. Um, we're on nine different podcasts uh, around the country, around the world. And, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure. And, you know, just uh, thank you guys so much, you know, for uh, coming on our show and, and sharing the knowledge with you, with you all. Yeah, we appreciate you, and thank you so much. Thank you for everybody on Facebook Live for watching in and uh, tuning in and supporting. Uh, Anthony, we're going to have to talk because my wine is my, my wife is a, is a wine expert, so uh-huh. we have to have a conversation <laughs> real quick. But thank you all for coming on. We thank appreciate you, you so much. Thank well, you. One, thank one, you. Hey, thanks so much, Bill. And we want to uh, always, uh, we're looking for sponsorship uh, to help us expand and, and continue to bring this great message to uh, all of our listeners. Uh, so uh, next week, you know, it's your life. I'm James Cooley. This is Ray Leonard Jr. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. Thank you. Join James and Ray next week at this same time for more It's Your Life, where you'll learn how to dream big, think big, and be big. For more about James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Come back next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration on how you can become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow.